parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I've prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. The king then said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. In our gospel today, we heard a lot about a wedding feast. And as the father of three daughters, I know well the stress, the planning and costs that go into weddings. And I also picked up on the discussion of uh, all that went into proper dress that we heard about in our gospel. Only God himself could begin to keep track of all the time, effort, and money that is spent searching for just the right dress design in the right material, in the perfect color. And then go through it all again for bridesmaids' dresses, and once more for the guys, the tuxedos for the guys and the groom. And I hesitate to even mention the search for that perfect makeup and hairstyles. And oh yes, we can't forget the shoes. Those detailed preparations make sure that all are ready, all are dressed for the big day. But our wedding banquet today we hear about is not about an earthly wedding. It's about the heavenly kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, which is described in the book of Revelation, is the wedding feast of the Lamb. This term is also used to describe the Mass itself. In fact, right before communion, Father Joe will quote from Revelation when he says, Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Heaven, wedding feast, mass, somehow they all go together. But our gospel today is not about earthly weddings. 
This gospel is asking each of us if we are dressed properly, if we are dressed properly to stand before our God. And not only at the final judgment, but right here and right now. You know, or you may know, at the time that Jesus taught this parable, it was the custom that hosts of the wedding feast would provide nice garments at the door for those that may be too poor to dress properly. So everyone who came into the banquet hall could have a fine wedding garment. But as we just heard, one man chose not to put it on, and he was tied hand and foot and put out into the darkness. The good news is, our Heavenly Father has provided us all with a special garment. Just moments after we were baptized, the priest or deacon said these words, You have become a new creation, and you have clothed yourself in Christ. See in this white garment the outward sign of your Christian dignity. With your family and friends to help you by word and example, bring that dignity unstained into the everlasting life of heaven. But then the baptism liturgy is over. We go out of church, back to our homes and offices. So what happens after that day is on us. Do we choose every day to clothe ourselves with Christ? I know my own white garment often seems to get stained and dirty as I make selfish decisions and sometimes simply ignore God's invitation. But thank goodness our Heavenly Father has provided us with a special laundromat that we call the Sacrament of Reconciliation. But whether our garment is brilliant white or darkly stained, God continues to invite us over and over again to the wedding feast. But as always, it's up to us to decide how we respond. During this month of October, the Church honors our Blessed Mother in a special way. And October is also Respect Life Month. There was a story in the news some time ago that brings all these things together. It was a story about a little baby named Shane, who also became known as the Bucket List Baby. You see, Jenna and Dan Haley found out early in Jenna's pregnancy that their baby was missing most of his brain and would likely only live a few hours after birth. But never considering an abortion, they decided to make a bucket list of things they wanted their son to experience. So while still in the womb, they took him to ball games, to the zoo, on train rides, even to New York in the Empire State Building. And they also took him to Mass every week, as well as a rosary service held at their parish. All the while, they were documenting their joyful story on a Facebook page called Prayers for Shane. Almost a million people followed their journey, sending them thousands of notes of love and support. And then one day, his remarkable parents proudly announced, Baby Shane is here. A few hours later, they posted a follow-up notice accompanied by six pictures, announcing that, as expected, their much-loved son had died just a few hours after being born. These are the words they wrote. Today at 6.15 a.m., after meeting his entire family and being baptized into the Catholic faith, 
Baby Shane died peacefully in his mother's arms. Shane spent his entire life in the arms of people who loved him unconditionally. And I don't think you could ask for a more beautiful life than that. He is home now with the Lord and will be forever our little miracle. In the midst of what had to be almost unbelievable pain and sorrow, this young couple made a decision to clothe themselves in Christ. They turned to their faith and to our Blessed Mother. And because of their witness to almost a million people via Facebook and other social media, they very well may have changed the lives of many. Our clothing for God's kingdom is a life dressed in integrity and honesty. It is a life filled with the heroism of virtue, of courage, and of faith. All life is sacred. Your life is sacred. Even in these times when thousands have lost their lives as war grips the Middle East and still continues in Ukraine, we must be everywhere that God weeps for every lost soul. For life is sacred. God himself made it so. And even when war and violence engulf us and our world, we must do our best to answer God's invitation to be dressed and prepared for the great banquet. As difficult and impossible it may seem, times God asks us to love, even in the midst of evil, even when the horrors of war overwhelm us. He asks us to clothe ourselves in understanding, mercy, and love. He asks us all to be heroes. The real heroes of God's kingdom are those who faithfully dress for the wedding feast, and not just those whose greatness is recognized by medals or accolades. More often than not, the heroes of God's kingdom are people just like you, Jenna and Dan, people like me and you, people who repent of our failings and do our best to do what is right, to do what is good, people who pray, people who in every moment of their lives, regardless of the challenges, dress ourselves for the wedding feast. Brothers and sisters, today may we all prayerfully take time and effort to clothe ourselves in Christ. When we consistently put on Christ and correctly wear our wedding garment, we will be changed, not only externally, not only internally, but more importantly, externally, eternally. We all receive an invitation to this great banquet. So many completely ignore the invitation. So many of us push it aside due to daily concerns or the sin of our own selfish desires. But God continually encourages us to join in the feast. Day by day, week by week, year by year, we have the chance to adorn our garment with the jewels of prayer, compassion, mercy, and good deeds. It is a garment that's improved and cleaned by receiving the sacraments. And it's a garment that can be made ever more brilliant by the way we choose to love. When the day of that great banquet arrives, may we all be dressed so as to be presentable before the King of Kings. And in just a few minutes, once more, we will come forward to receive the body and blood, soul and divinity 
of our Lord and Savior. The Holy Eucharist is the foretaste of the heavenly feast. We just need to ask ourselves, how do we approach this heavenly altar? With soiled hands and stained hearts? With filthy clothes, reeking of sin? Remember, God's invitation is always there. But are you properly dressed? Are any of us worthy and ready? We would all do well to recall the last line in our gospel today. Many are invited, but few are chosen. Even in those times when pain, sadness, and the evils of violence and war seem to overwhelm us, we must remember those words we first heard our baptism. We must put on Christ. I pray that each of us learn to always dress well. And I pray that all of us gathered here today in love will be found among the chosen few. And today, in a special way, I hope we all can pray for peace in all hearts and for peace in our world.